Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. I wonder in my in my contact database. So I don't know if you if you have it, if you could text it to me, and then I could. Yeah, well, I already jo- I joined the call because I was already there. So we're all set for today. One sec, I'm going to put my headset on. Here we go. Me okay? Yeah, yeah. Great. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely send it to you. I'll send. I'll send it. Yeah, I'll, I'll send your. All the info on a text, because then you, is that, does that work? Yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. Great, good. Wow, so you fired the client, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was intense, man. I, uh, uh, this, I, I'm not, this woman is um, brilliant. And- start tapping, right? You may be already, but. If not, just start tapping. Thank you for reminding me. I hadn't been. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Um, she deserves she was, it. <laughs> well, you yeah, deserve no, it, right. actually. <laughs> no, you're you're spot on because I yesterday was like I was shaking almost all day because it was it was really hard. Wow. Um, yeah, it's just, it's I mean you know especially as a sole practitioner right like I'm I'm limiting it I'm canceling out income like significant income. By ending the the coaching engagement early, and um, and also you know I'm putting my reputation at risk for you know not fulfilling a contract that. Um, huh. So what so, happened? But, what took place? Is that is that because I think that yeah, this yeah. is something that is interesting because I think it came up with your I don't know if it, you were talking to her or other or other situations or you're intolerant or there's certain things that you have it's hard for you to tolerate. And, 
Yeah, so she, um, I have this process, this leadership development process that contains a 360 review. Do you know what a 360 review is? Uh, yeah, I think you shared something like that with me when you where you referred, um, what was his name, Josh, John? There was one person that you had done a review with or for, and uh, you talked to me about. Was that, is that a similar case? Yeah, it's basically I interview the people who work um, with Nina. Um, that I interview her boss, people who are more senior to her, people who are her peers, and people who are her um, direct reports. And I ask them about her strengths as a leader and her, you know, what could what could she do differently that would make her even more successful. Right. And then I do basically, I'm, then I'm, I'm a sociologist and I do a content analysis of the results. I take verbatim notes. And then I use people's quotes. I organize them into a leadership competency model. And then I, um, you know, then I do sort of a quantitative summary of her strengths and weaknesses according to this leadership model. And then I use the verbatim quotes to, um, you know, to to de- describe what, what people are feeling. And it's different than a quantitative, like there are quantitative 360s too where you ask people, you send out a survey and they give people a number on a scale of these predefined skills, right? Um, and then there might be a few verbatim comments. But my approach is really, really powerful because it basically um, tells you not only, like in a quantitative survey you might say, oh, in you know conflict management, she might get a score of like two out of five. So you're like, okay, conflict management is an issue for me. But in my right. survey, in my approach, you get an understanding of the emotional visceral impact of having a two on conflict management. So you might get comments like, you know, when she disagrees with you, she's belittling. Mm. When she tells you you're an idiot right in front of everyone else, and so you get to really understand the color and the nature of your problem with conflict management. And your impact on other human beings. Right. And it's so powerful. Like it, it's been, I've used it 30 or 40 times, and it creates such power, you know, incredible change and motivation for people. And those positive ways to be, and negative ways, because people also tell me things about that are so wonderful about other people that they don't say in day-to-day life. And they're like, wow, you know, I'm inspiring and mentoring women at this company, and I had no idea, you know, like, those things, they, they both they, both sides come out, and it's been it's really powerful, in my opinion. But it, it, there's a painful side too. <laughs> it's painful well, to read, of course, you know? because it, right, because there's also hearing things that it's hard for people, right, to just hear honestly in other people's words how they're being seen. It's yeah. it's a very it's not it, you know doesn't happen very in, in a normal life that usually doesn't happen. That's right. That's correct. So. Um, but for leaders, you know, what I'm trying, my impact on leaders and my whole purpose of being a leadership coach is to sort of help leaders lead other people and impact other people with consciousness and choicefulness in their behaviors, understanding how powerful they are affecting other people and how they feel. And if they can use, and then I help them cultivate compassion and all these other things and self, emotional self-awareness. And it's just part of the whole thing in, in my field and, you know, bringing healing um, to leaders so that they, their, um, their impact on other human beings is, is more healed and more positive coming from a, a, a whole place rather than a damaged place. So, um, 
anyway, this person um, has had a lot of problems for a number of years, and, you know, she sent me two of her prior feedback, one of her prior feedback reports, and then we did a quantitative one, and then her boss wanted me to do a qualitative one. And the qualitative one was really painful for her. And so we've been, you know, going through that feedback in the last few weeks. And then in the last two weeks, she suddenly turned on me. And so she has issues with bullying and intimidating and, um, you know, belittling other people and, like, really, really bad behaviors. And it's a good learning for me because um, I am not a good candidate for working with people who bully. And in fact, I think people who bully need therapy, not coaching. So, um, you know, going forward, I think that's going to be my, because in this situation became very stressful to her, of course, as it does for everybody, and she turned on me. And she began to push me around, you know, intellectually to try to and criticize me and attack me. And then she wanted me to give her an apology for how painful this process had been and, um, and like we've just gone around in circles and circles and and I decided, you know, this relationship has gone sour and I'm not the right person to deal with her anymore. And so I decided to end the coaching engagement. Like there are some people who can really there's some coaches who might take her and, and take that attack and throw it right back in her face and be like, you know, and it be that sort of aggressive kind of coach. Right. I am not. I'm a collaborative coach, and, yeah. you know, I was unable to move the relationship. It's sort of like we shifted from sitting side by on the same side of the table, working together to working, you know, sitting on opposite sides of the table. And nothing I did shifted it. I just kept getting attack after attack after attack. And finally, I just said, you know what? You don't like my approach. This is my approach. This is how I offer it. And I think our relationship is no longer um, productive. Right. So, um, I think really Which actually, it's it's so interesting. I find that um, um, there is a part of me that wishes, and it's no, you know, no judgment at all. As you know, you will never get that from me. I do wish that we had a chance to connect sooner because what she was doing was like scapegoating you, right? You're the yeah. one, you're yeah. the messenger, right? Bringing in. Right all these painful news and I cannot handle it, you are the enemy now and I'm going to attack you because that's the way that I can preserve my dignity, my, you know, my, you know, my ego to a certain degree. Yep. So, but I can see how... So why do you, why do you feel like wanting to get to me sooner? Because it would have been really wonderful to see how she was mirroring your dad and other people that have bullied you in your life that have, it's very hard when we are, um, we have been, you know, victims or survivors of bullying ourselves when that comes. I have actually, that's the exact same situation with my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law, believe it or not, she's this tiny little thing, and she just started literally bullying me um, a couple of years ago, and I, I just couldn't take it, and I had to do some very serious work around my dad in order to even be around her because it's just, you know, it just brought up that old trauma and wound. Yeah. It has nothing to do with my mother-in-law. Like it really doesn't have anything to do with this client is that she is really pushing buttons that, 
you know, our nervous system cannot take it and we go into survival mode. Like, you know, fuck it, I'm not doing these. I don't need to expose myself to these, right? Yeah. And it, you have every right. I think it's it's fine. If this, you know, it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. And that's that. And it's important to set boundaries, right? And sometimes we if we can catch it with enough time, we can look at, okay, what is happening here? Is this something that I can, that needs my attention and I can heal to move forward? Or, you know, really, I just, I just don't want to deal with it. Because sometimes we also have too many things in our lives and we, we can make choices, right? And you can say, sorry, no, not interested. And that's okay, too. Yeah. That's what I said. You know, that's what I decided, that I, um, I don't see myself as wanting to work with bullies right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. That's, and um, and and I did not want to like I like she was attacking me, and then for a long time I wasn't responding. I wasn't you know defending my attacks, like explaining the issues that she was attacking me on. And right. um, and then finally I she wanted me to address them, and so I started explaining certain things, and she said you know, you're browbeating me with this feedback and that must be because you're used to having to work with men and beat them over the head with feedback and because they're so <laughs> resistant. And, and I didn't respond to that. Like I, I'm, you know, was neutralizing and sort of being a neutral. And then at one point that approach worked and she's like, I realized that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm criticizing the process and I'm, you know, because of my high stress and I'm, and she recognized what she was doing, and I said, that's great self-awareness. You know, I was being sort of neutral, and right. in that neutrality, I was, she was able to see, as opposed to me getting sucked down into her, um, into a, you know, like a, um, a rat fight, a snake fight, or whatever. Right. Um, right. She was able to see what she was doing, and that was, you know, more powerful than me sort of getting into a fight and, or pointing it out to her, I think. Yeah, of course, absolutely. But after yeah. two or three rounds of that, I um, and she was saying, I, I don't feel supported by you, and you know, then she said, I want an apology, and I was just like, from you? Yes, she would wholly know why she wanted an apology from me. That you know, this process hadn't had been so painful, and I hadn't prepared her, and and you know, you're asking the people the wrong questions, and. And she attacked everything. And I finally said, you know what? Um, I'm not giving you an apology. This is my process. I've used it with other people. It's worked. It's what I offer. And right. if you want something different than that, you can go work with someone else. I didn't say it like that, but, you know, maybe you need to yeah, yeah. coach. There are a lot right. of other coaches out there, and they do different things. Right. And I, I yeah. don't, it's, it's not what I want to be doing and working on right now. Of course, and that's that's perfectly fine. It is extremely hard because uh, you're absolutely right. As somebody that is an abuser, what happens yeah. is, as you know, an abuser when he feels attacked, what he's going to do is that the goods going to go automatically into uh, victim mode, and now you are their their abuser. That's how it goes, yeah. right? And sometimes it's uh, we have to have a lot a lot of Clarity at times, uh, but it's you know it's not always easy. It's not always easy. I, I, no, and I'm, I mean I'm not a therapist, 
You know, I'm, right. I'm a coach, and that there's a big difference. Like, I, they're, they're overlapping and similar, but I'm not, I don't have therapeutic frameworks to deal with an abuser in my coaching right. practice. Yeah, and that what makes I sense. Think she, what she needs is therapy, not a coach. And that's even one thing I suggested that, you know, I don't know if she has a therapist now, but if she does, that m- might help us. And right. I have a therapist, and I'm not saying anything wrong with you, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I was just, um, so I, it it just, um, yeah, so I, I feel actually really good about it. Good, good. No, and I'm glad. I'm very glad. You're absolutely right. It, there is a uh, what what came up for her and for both of you. I would like to say is extreme intense pain. And her pain, she just attacked you, which is completely unfair and it's so difficult to deal with because now you're you know you're the bad guy and it's like what? It's like. You know, it's just, it also is coming from a place that is very similar to your dad in, in, my, in my recollection, which is that it's, the reality is misperceived. So there's almost like the psychotic interpretation of reality. Yeah, yeah. And it's very hard to deal with because you're like, what, what are you talking about? It's kind of crazy making because yeah. this is how they're seeing it. And you're like, nope, this is not reality, but it's their reality, right? So... Um, no, I fully, I, I know, I, I think that it could have been the possibility, but I understand what you're saying, that it is definitely more of a therapeutic, um, you know, area or issue than more of a coaching issue. That's absolutely right, because if she cannot take the feedback, um, you know, then, yeah, she needs something else, not something that you can do for her. or that even. And right now, sometimes, you know, we have to choose. Uh, is this something that, um, how is it affecting you today? You know, what what do you need? What healing do you need to feel like you need to recover or you need? Yeah, and, you know, um, I think that I probably um, <laughs> still have lots of opportunity to work on this part of myself. Um, yeah. But a couple of thoughts. One is I don't think I could do it in time to, to fix this coaching engagement. And um, I see it as sort of a longer-term process. Yeah. You know, something that I'm working on in the long term. <laughs> and I don't want, you know, she's not my sweet spot. You know, that kind of client is not where I want to be working. I don't want to be, I want to be working with higher-functioning people. Perfect. Rather yeah. than um, that's where my sweet spot is. So at this point in time, and maybe, you know, at some other point, I will become a great coach for bullies. <laughs> but right now, it's not, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely, completely agree. Yeah. And I, I'm glad that you were able to, how did, uh, how was it taken by, uh, you know, her uh, supervisor or bosses, the fact that you said, you know, this is, doesn't work for me to coach this person? Um, I think they all understand because they see her behaviors in the organization and they see the problem, mm-hmm. you know, and right. we got stuck when we we're trying to translate the feedback into what I, I call the leadership charter, which is like a vision of their, you know, the desired impact on the world and, and their strengths and then what, what, you know, three areas they're going to focus on to develop. And she was stuck. We've been going around in circles for weeks. Um, and, 
that, you know, her boss, even yesterday before this all played out, was like, you know, you should have this leadership charter to find out where is it. And um, so no one is surprised and everyone understands. And, and even the HR director was like, maybe we should, we should refer her to our employee assistant program where they have, like, therapists and stuff. Like, right now is a good time for her to get therapeutic support rather than coaching. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you. That that is absolutely an uh, extremely valid assessment because it's uh, that's exactly what she needs. That you know that yeah. it's it's no longer yeah it's not about moving forward or being productive. There's something much deeper that needs to be addressed and healed. And until she sees that, it's not going to be um, there's not going to be an opening for her to receive any you know real feedback. She, she won't. She or will deflect it. for me. Yeah, like she suddenly saw me as the enemy or one mm-hmm. of the enemies, and I can't support her from that. I can't support her from that perspective. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it yeah. would only be more damaging, like, for us to go around and around in, in this sort of downward spiral of, you know. Absolutely. No, and, and then, you know what? The other piece that is very important, I fully agree with you, Deb, is that, you have already plenty on your plate, and sometimes, you know, it's very, you know, I was recently, I interviewed someone that wanted to work with me, and I said, I think you're going to be much better working with somebody else, uh, because it was, there was a dynamic that was already played out that I was like, for me, it's actually, it was this person that already knew that, you know, she, she's like, I know my issues, and I, I know the solution I need to, I know, I know what I need to do, I've done this plenty, and I was like, then you don't need me. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't need to yeah. convince you that you need help. I mean, it's obvious to me, but if you're convinced that you don't, you know, no, thank you. <laughs> I want to work with someone that I'm going to enjoy working with. That's how the exactly. piece that is very important. Exactly. Because you know? otherwise you're struggling. Yeah, so. struggling and hating it. And I, I came to really dislike her. Yeah. And I, you know, you can't, I can't, I personally cannot work for someone I dislike. Right. No, you're absolutely right. You're yeah. You're so right. Yeah. Now, Hazard, do you see do you see uh, the wound that she opened around your dad and man? Interestingly, just she's she's a woman, right? But that means that has very little impact. It's just she's just taking the role of a bully, no matter what gender she is. Um, but has is that wound still open, or is it still extremely connected with her? What what do you what support do you need from me right now? Hmm. It was you know it was real it was kind of raw yesterday. Um, so in that case, just take a deep better. breath. Yeah, take a deep breath and go within and see because I'm curious if even the comment that I made may have been painful to hear. You know that I wish. We talk sooner or something like that, if in any way. Well, what I received from that comment is that, you know, I still have work to do on my father. You know, this is unearthed a wound that isn't healed. And, um... Which is true. 
Um, no, I don't, but, but I'm feeling sort of So I, I don't know if I want to work in that wound now. I mean, actually, before this, I had another whole thought about what to spend our time on today. <laughs> and now I can't remember what it is. Um, well, there was one thing that you mentioned to me, and I don't know if that's what you, that could be something else, but you um, you did mention that you, you wanted to address, um, and I don't know if it's connected with this woman, it could be, your lack of tolerance or feeling like... Oh, um, uh, yes, yeah. Was that it or was there something else? Yeah, that was it, that was it. Okay. And she's closer to making a move. Um, yes, but really being intolerant of, um, like, and it came out with John, too, because John was a really um, direct attacker. Not a t- Well, he didn't attack in the same way Nina does. But um, he was, like, you know, he's taken to be, like, you know, your approach to vaccines with Sirsha is unconscionable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like with, with emotion behind it. And um, and he was like, and I can't put up, you know, I can't co-sleep and I can't put up with Sirsha being in the, you know, the driver's seat and here are three things I can't deal with. Boom, boom, <laughs> boom. And it was just like really, you know, I had made a... Um, decision not to date lawyers because lawyers are, they love to debate and they love to sort of um, present facts and debate <laughs> and then have some logical process create the answer in the relation, you know, the conclusion mm-hmm. in the relationship. And I'm not like that. Like, I don't want to debate and I would rather um, discuss. I can even have mm-hmm. a heated discussion, but... Um, I don't know. I, I um... well, what he was is like lawyers tend to be knowledgeable achievers, and um, it's more than more than um, you know the arguments. What happens with knowledgeable achievers? And I think that you have you have a strong part. Like what we're talking with Stefan, there's a part of you. It's not all of you, but there's a part of you that can have a little bit of that as well. Which is, see, very very intelligent people. They figure out what is you know, right from wrong. Like, you know, there's certain things that are right, there's certain things that are not. And they have reached that conclusion by a lot of study, a lot of consideration, and this is the conclusion, and it's definitely the right way. And if you don't understand that, they can give you all the reasons why this is the right way. Right? Yeah. So... It's, you know, I, I teach Stefan because he has that side, you know, that he's like, you know, it's not, I'm not arguing. I'm just explaining why I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not arguing. Right. There's nothing to argue. I'm just explaining to you. And if you don't yeah. agree with me, I'll explain it again. <laughs> right. So I understand where it comes from. It doesn't trigger me as much because I, I have a different way of interacting. But... um if that, if you have a little bit of that tendency when somebody else has a different perspective, but that same um, clarity in a way, right, that can have a slight 
rigidity to it, mm-hmm. it's like, no, this is not going to work, you know? I mean, there has to be some fluidity, some openness. Um, and sometimes there isn't. So it's, uh, yeah, you have to be able to work with someone that has that, uh, that ability. And you actually do, like Stefan does as well, because, you know, you both have worked so much on yourself. And some people don't. It's like, this is the right, like my ex, this is the right way. I've reached this conclusion and this is right. There's, there's no need for me to even consider my conclusion because I already, I already put lots of work to get here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. And, and um, yeah. Right. So what? Go ahead. So, but I, but I, I'm feeling really, I don't know, it's like I'm kind of, a couple things, I'm feeling a little discouraged about my ability to ever be in a relationship. Because if I'm this intolerant person and I can't take aggression, you know, because it triggers my um, abuse, um, and I'm intolerant of people, you know, because I'm this knowledgeable achiever, and right now, like men on on um, this guy contacted me, the dean at the business school, which would be seems like a great fit for me, you know, because we're in a similar field. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another guy contacted me and Swamp Scott, and I'm both. I'm just not. I'm really not interested. I'm just sort of like, meh. And knowing huh. that I'm gonna, I'm going to move. Um, I mean, I form attractions usually in in person. By seeing somebody um, in context, like I see them in action in the world. I see them operating, yeah. and then I form. So internet dating has always been a struggle for me. Right, um, yeah. Because it's sort of like this abstraction. So he's got these 12 qualities, and, you know, this is his career, and this is what he looks like. And, and usually I find that all of that data has no relationship to whether or not I have a, a you know, Chemistry yeah. with somebody. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, so this guy has been, you know, we've been texting and I kind of just don't, I'm not prioritizing it. I don't really feel like seeing him. feels like an effort. Like, mm. you know, we might get together this weekend for lunch and I'm sort of like, oh, my God. Oh, I have to do that. Okay. Okay. And. So what happens if you just let it go for now? If you're like, you know what, no, I'm not, I'm not there right now. Just I don't, I don't want, I want ease and flow on things to just happen that that just feel right. I don't want to struggle or work at it anymore. Is that okay? I would love that. That would be amazing. But I'm not sure how that would work. You know, like I, I really, I want to well, do things because I'm cold. I'm drawn to them as opposed to I'm forcing myself to do this because I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So what, if, and just, just something that crossed my mind. How would it be if you're like, let's say, uh, you know, maybe one of the guys you're slightly curious about, maybe I'm just, just, you know, making this up and you're like, well, you know, I'm just curious how it would be. And you choose uh, this weekend, you know, this day, Saturday afternoon, and you're going to, go to the beach or you're going to go to this park and you say, you know, I'm going to be with my daughter at this park if you want to just drop by and we can just hang out a bit. Um, that, would, that would work for me. So it's like, 
if you really want to make the effort, this is this is my life. If you want to just come over for a bit, you're welcome. Um, but I'm not going to make any effort. I'm not going to. That's gonna... a great idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yes, it's like it's you, you know, continuing your life. This is what you're doing. And if he drops by, it's like, okay, great. If he doesn't, that's okay, too. Yeah. Okay. Does that feel like ease and flow and it just works? Yes, that's amazing. <laughs> Perfect, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. remember actually doing something like that a couple of times with friends where I was like, you know what, it's just, sometimes it feels like so hard, like you say, or it's like I just I need ease in my life. <laughs> and uh, so this is what I'm going to be doing. Just, you know, come on by, you're welcome. And if it doesn't work, that's perfectly okay too, <laughs> you know. So yeah, perfect. Great. Perfect. So you are really getting, you know, the 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 sense that you need to move. That this is just needs to happen. I'm feeling that way because I'm feeling like I know that the community I live in is not. These are not my people. These are sort of like, and this is going to sound snobby, but it's honest. Which is, these are you know, working class people. The plumbers and electricians, they're Trump supporters, you know, predominantly. You know, they're not, the school system's not that good. It's it's in a pain in the ass community to get to. It's like, if I wanted, all the people I really, but the things I want to do are like in Arlington or Boston. You know, like there's a Montessori play group, there's music together, there's, you know, this like art class for Searsha. All these things are not here. And I'm always having to leave this community. And I, you know, the airplanes, I just know that this is not where I want to raise Sarasha. I know it. And so it's not Winthrop. And, you know, could it be Arlington? Maybe. But it's super expensive there right now. But so I'm I'm really rethinking um, Northampton. So I've gotten over the lesbian thing. <laughs> don't come these what is it these weekend don't come on Saturday that is a pride parade don't come <laughs> you know what it's so funny you say that that is the one thing that turned me off to North I know I happened to be there during the gay pride I was like really do you have to have a gay pride mark like to prove to everyone in Northampton that it's okay to be lesbian like this is the lesbian part of the world you know <laughs> yeah I, I have to, yeah, it's it's actually, it's interesting and it's, you know, it can be annoying and it's uh, it's also like, I don't know, I find it kind of endearing. Um, I don't need to go into town, but I find it really fun. I just find it fun to, for people to, I think what I, what I appreciate is people, I grew up in such, and I wonder if, you know, for you is, it's similar, but from a different, a little side, the other side of the, the street in a way, because, um but I I grew up in in a culture where things had to be a certain way, and if you could not, you know, you could not wear certain clothes if you were not pretty or you didn't, you know, you were not slender or this or that. So when I see people that are wearing whatever they want, no matter what they look like, I just I just feel it just makes me happy, you know. It's just like mm. good for you, you know. This is who you are, and if don't, somebody doesn't like it, their problem, you know. So there's something that. But it, yeah, I fully own that. That's my my side, and I can see how they are flaunting it, and that could be a little of a turn off. 
Well, I yeah. grew up in the opposite, right? So I grew up with hippies, and we were, you know, I grew up with, like, um, going to, like, Peter, Paul, and Mary concerts and pot parties and, you know, nude quarry swimming, like, where everyone's naked. And it was so, and, like, my dad became this, you know, he's constantly protesting. <laughs> he's like a professional protester. And he'll stand on the corner with all these political signs. And, you know, I went right. to these rallies when he was, he, did I ever tell you he went on strike with Patco in the, in the 80s, like when the air traffic controllers struck against the government and we went to these rallies and these protests. And, and so, like, these peace protests. So I'm, like, I've had it with people protesting, uh, you know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I understand, yeah. And I'm like, I, like I totally, totally support same-sex relationships and things like I am just of as course, yeah. as all those people are, but but the main concern about the lesbian thing was why be able to find a man in lesbian land, you know? Right. Um, so that was the main thing, but. Um, but well, I have to like, tell you, I have I have found plenty, and uh, well, not plenty, just the need, what I needed. <laughs> I didn't need more, <laughs> but I had um, you know after I divorced, I had what three boyfriends that I dated that were really nice nice men um and I also all my friends have you know gotten married some divorced remarried so um okay even though it's very prevalent there's plenty of men you know that are not that is superb (laughs) that yeah that is superb so but also, Deb, the biggest piece, which I think it is the most important, is to really know that you will find your partner, and it doesn't matter if you're in exactly. the middle of a, you know, you exactly. could be in the middle of the pride parade, and there's a, you know, a, you know, like a, a supporter of people, you know, of just diversity that is a super straight guy, guy, you know. You're so right, and I think we did work on that, and that's what got me over the hump around, will I find a man out there? Because wherever I am, I'm going to find the men based on my attraction point rather than, like, the statistics of the demographics, you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So, um, so I'm thinking about that, like, where do I want my daughter to come from? Because I, I want to start investing in that now, um, and that community and building that community and, and choosing where. So, obviously, Eastside Providence, which is, also already in Bohemian and progressive and, you know, um, these uh, art yeah, markets yeah. and art shows and, you know, or now then, then I have a really close friend who's kind of Saoirse's godmother who lives in outside Minneapolis. And I'm like, maybe I should move to a place where, anyway, the point is I'm, I'm very clear it's going to be soon. And I've been talking to my financial advisor about making it happen, you know, Financially, how can I make this happen? And mm-hmm. I'm getting ready, you know, and looking at, right. looking at real estate. And um, so it's sort of like, why would I bother dating anyone here? Because it's only going to be a drag on the, on, on where I'm moving to, on where I'm right. headed. Yeah, yeah. If that if that feels right, then I think the approach of saying. If you want to come on by, it's okay. You know, you could try that, and if it doesn't feel right, then say, "No, I'm not not interested." You know, yeah. yeah. Uh. So maybe, yeah, we could work a little bit on um, opening my channels even more to receiving 
the inner or spiritual knowing about where we belong, like finding where do Isertia and I belong, and maybe if I adopt this other child, which doesn't start in the process. Or mm. um, I'm not 100% sure I'm going to do it, but where, where do we belong? Um, right. So, so look also at these. I'm feeling more com- constant in my business. Now that I'm separated from Bullhorn, yeah. you know, I'm, and I'm building my business, and I have two new clients in my own practice, um, who aren't in Boston, I know I'm feeling more confident that I can be wherever I want to be, whereas before I was really anxious about that. So that's part right. of what's opened up for me. That's that wonderful. I mean. It is wonderful. It's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so let's try these, Deb, which I don't think that we've done before. But I, um, it's, a, it's a wonderful way. I was actually doing these with, with an, another client yesterday. So... Just close your eyes and take a deep breath and just come to this moment, connect with your body, especially just notice for a moment your toes inside your shoes or you're touching the ground. Just get a feeling for being in your body right now. That's the only thing you need to do just for these few moments. And as you do that, notice what is the first. We're going to actually walk through some doors together. And there's a first door that appears. Laura? Yes. Something is coming up for me that's getting in the way. Okay, sure. Tell me. It's coming back to um, Nina. Okay. And feeling a little bit regretful that I do I ha, I'm not healed enough to deal with her problem. Okay. Okay. So let's do a quick quick tapping karate chop point together. Even though I am not healed enough to help her. Even though I'm not healed enough to help her. And I really wish that I could have had the clarity and the strength to just take her attacks. And I really wish I'm wondering if that's true. Okay. Yeah, good check. Absolutely. So what is the regret coming from? I regret not being healed enough to support her or that I let go of the money? I'm not healed enough no, to actually... Yeah? It's not the money. It's like... Maybe it is that I... I not wasn't healed enough to usher her, her more gently to another provider. Mm, because okay. I just sort of said, you know what, I, I don't think I'm your, I don't think I, you know, I think we're at the, the end of, I don't think I'm the right person for you anymore. It wasn't yeah. harsh, but it was sort of like, um, I think it was kind. But I, but I also said I'm not going to give you an apology. This is my approach, and this is how I work, and I don't think we're a good fit. But yeah. it was sort of I could have done it. Um, I could have been more gentle in recognizing I wasn't the right fit and 
handling her with kid gloves a little bit more and ushering her to the next provider, care provider. I think that's it. It's like I was a little strong and, you know, setting the boundary with her. Yeah. Back on. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, you you know, that's, that, that's very well said. Okay. So deep breath. I would love to be at at peace. I would love to be at peace. And forgive myself. And forgive myself. For taking care of me first. For taking care of me first. Setting strong and clear boundaries. Setting strong and clear boundaries. Okay, tapping through the points. I wish I could have been more gentle. I wish I could have been more gentle. I wish I could have eased her into the next person in a softer way. I wish I could have eased her to the next person in a softer way. I recognize I was triggered. I recognize I was triggered. If I could have, I would have just screamed her at her. I don't usually scream. But, okay, okay, what would you have liked to do? If you could have, would you have liked to just say, you're just completely messed up, lady? <laughs> what I would have liked to say is you are, um, you're using with me exactly the, the same intimidating and bullying and pushing around techniques you use with other people. Yes, yes, that. I can totally understand. See, I wish so. I wish I could have, you know, speak my truth, the truth. I wish, yeah, I wish I could have spoken the truth. Yeah, and just name it exactly as it is. And name it exactly as it is. But I was triggered and really upset. I was triggered and really upset. And I didn't have that clarity. And I, I didn't have, I had the clarity, but I didn't have the courage to do it. Mm, yes. Courage. Yes. That's it. I've been there. You're so right. Yes. Yeah. I didn't have the courage to do it. Yeah. Because I was afraid that it would come out wrong or that she would have had a bigger reaction. What was the fear? There was something that was going on that was concerning you. I was actually afraid that she couldn't handle it and that it would it would um, flare up even more. It would, like, she can't even take the feedback from other people. You know, she was yeah. so pushed to the edge that I, um, you know, I had sort of fear that she'd go off and kill herself, you know, or... I just didn't think, I didn't want to trigger a bigger crisis for her. And and I also didn't want to create a flare-up. I did not want to go head-to-head and get into a, a an antler's lock. I didn't want to do that mm. thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so those are my two concerns. I didn't want to, you know, make it even harder because she's obviously overwhelmed. She's obviously at her emotional limit. Yeah. And I didn't want to get into a into a fight, like into a big flare up. Right. Because and it I'm could have, lose. 
because I'm going to lose. I'm not good at fighting. I'm not good at that kind of high intensity fighting. Mm, okay, that's interesting. Okay, I am concerned that I can actually. Yeah. So this is a very strong view of yourself. I cannot handle a strong fight. I lose. Is it? I, I lose my clarity. I, I lose my clarity. I lose my. Um, do you shrink, like in, in emotionally or energetically, just shrink and just go into survival? I sort of like it's sort of I have a brain freeze. Right. I um I can't think on my feet anymore. I I can't respond accurately. I sort of um. Kind of, um, I'm not my the highest and best self. Right. So yeah. I do shrink. I, I become less powerful. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because so there's, there's something that feels intimidating and you have to go into survival, which is, I, I, I freeze. It's like my, your brain just goes, okay, too much, can't can do this. Which is so funny because when I was being actually abused and attacked by my father, I always thought that. I was fierce. Mm. I would always fight back. So who is it that actually freezes you? Is it because of its work? Has it been with other partners? Where where is this idea that you freeze comes from? I think I started freezing with Peter. Ah. So what was it about his flavor of violence or attack that was you know, would take you into freeze mode instead of standing your ground like you did with your dad. I was afraid of Peter. Ah. He was, and I would try to defend myself with him, but I got tired of it. Like I, and I did, but I would, we'd sit down and we'd have these long talks and he'd have his list and I'd have my list. (laughs) And, (laughs) And we would like, but in the moment, he was so much more powerful. Mm-hmm. He would be out on the street and he'd start screaming and swearing at me right in public. He had no, no problem doing that about nothing, absolutely nothing. He was fucking crazy. And he would, he would violate the boundary, boundaries of, of normal human behavior in, in a way that I, um, A, I don't do. And it scared me, I think. And so um, I would sort of move back. Right. Right. So it's like this is just not safe. This person is just insane and I'm just going to... Now, so he was... Wasn't your dad like that as well? Um. Yeah, but I think maybe... Hmm, he was. And my dad actually physically abused me, whereas Peter Peter pushed me once. But that, that was it. Like, it was not... I mean, he didn't get physical. Um... But Peter's mental illness, or whatever we want to call it, his thing was scarier to me. Maybe because I knew it less, and I didn't know his boundaries. Like I knew my dad would not cross a certain boundary. I knew my father wouldn't kill me. I knew my father wouldn't break bones. I knew my father wouldn't like punch like me in the face. There were he would do certain things, and they weren't great things. But there was a limit. I knew, and I knew him well enough to know what that limit was because I lived with right. him for seven, you know, 17 years. I knew what that was, or 20 years, whatever. 
Um, but Peter was a kind of an unknown of like, what is he able to do? And what I is need he to capable just, of? Yeah. Right. It's like, it's, yeah. His craziness would change in the weirdest, in, in the most dramatic. And it was so, it freaked me out. It was oh. weird. Like he, he would be, he would be sleeping in the middle of the night and all this, and we, everything would have been great. We would have had amazing sex and have been a very loving falling asleep phase. And then he'd wake up at, you know, in a few hours later and like with rage in his face, get out of bed and stomp into the other room and his whole persona changed. It was really wow. It huh. was creepy. And Next. I just, yeah, it scared me. So that, and yeah, I had no course. sense what would so trigger what? it. Like it was, I didn't understand the triggers because it, right. that like that trigger, you know, it could be any any situation. Things could be going great, and then all of a sudden, bam, Peter the psycho would turn on, and I I didn't get it. That and that. I can't Say that again. Someone married him. Someone married him recently. Oh my God. Well, you know, there's all kinds of people. I mean, somebody somebody that probably was raised with somebody even worse than your dad uh, that has a higher tolerance, you know, or, or that. Yeah. It's so interesting. The pattern that people have is fascinating. Or, you know, maybe somebody that just was so meek that never triggered him. Who knows? You know, that had a total push-up. I mean, it's just so, so bizarre. Pe- that could human- be. That could be. You know, because if there's no resistance at all, maybe he's just, who knows? That, you know, but it does, it, that's not as important as how it's still in your system, right? So, yeah. close your eyes. I hope you, of course, you're probably tapping, just tapping through the points. I'm still having, I still have Peter in my system. I still have Peter in my system. He is energetically in me. He's energetically in me. And freaks out my nervous system. Freaks out my nervous system. Preventing me from clearly thinking and responding. Preventing me from clearly thinking and responding. I now choose to release and let go. I now choose to release and let go. All energy that is not mine. All energy that is not mine. So take a breath and literally get just notice where it is in your body, if you had any color, shape, form, texture. Well, as we were saying it, I had this image of kind of a white or light pale gray um, gas sort of or a spirit or something come out, move out of my core. Good. Thing and moving out of me and going into the ethers. Yeah. And it's just moving away. And notice that if there's any remaining tiny piece in any part of your body, as you do, it's just a gentle scan that is just literally coming out of you, releasing it completely. And, you know, gently just say, I no longer need any of Peter in my system. I am choosing. Return to my true self. Yeah. 
and owning all of your energy and putting that energy within you wherever it belongs, especially your power, your love, your strength, clarity. Nothing's really shifting because I'm yawning like crazy and I'm not even tapping. <laughs> yeah, so it happens. Awesome. That it's like, yeah, it's just like I'm sensing that there's a big shift in your nervous system, like really allowing it to move out and release. And coming, notice that slowly your nervous system is coming more into a place of peace, knowing that you're safe. And now I fully understand that it's very important to actually not work with bullies. But, you know, this is, at this point in this lifetime, this, that's not welcome in your life. And that is perfectly okay. Peter's energy, or what do you mean? What is not welcome? Well, I mean, that at this at this moment in time, Peter's energy is definitely not welcome. But nothing that remotely resembles that energy, like this woman, it's mm-hmm. not welcome. Or you know, this is not where you're at. I mean, you're you're not Mother Teresa, and neither am I, and that's okay, right? Yes, yes. Exactly. That is really important to own. It's okay, you know. I'm human, and I'm choosing. I am free to choose. I, you're a mom of a very small, wonderful baby. You have so much going on in your life. It's important decisions. Having to deal with a very hard client is not one of the things that you need to do now. That's okay. No, and I don't think that I, you know, I the part of the world where I want impact isn't that right now. You know, right. I want to have impact with other people, other types of people. And that is really want to be healing right now. So yeah, and you know what? You did a wonderful job by actually pointing out not just to her but to everybody what is going on and what she may need, because clearly she is a powerful woman and she is a value to their business. And if they choose to uh, support her, what she needs is a you know stronger healer, healing or therapeutic uh, container. You know? Yeah, exactly. So that is that is amazing awareness and information for everybody. Yeah. Hmm. So I can totally see how this idea of just releasing is there still any part of you that feels like you wish that you could have done it differently? No, no, no. I'm I'm good. I'm good. And I have another conversation with her today too. So I, you know, we there's an opportunity to continue to sort of redo a little bit. Wonderful. Yeah, I think that saying saying what you actually told me it's extremely invaluable to anybody, because my sense is that she's a bully, but she's a very smart one. She's probably brilliant. Yeah. And if you said, you know, I've been I've been really thinking a lot about our interactions and I realize that you use the same skills, techniques and intimidation with me that you have used with other people and I have to and uh, if you're open to my feedback I can share with you how it feels. That's not pleasant. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean and, and it could be if you can do it from a super um 
you have to be an absolutely not triggering place in the moment, yeah. in the point that if she were to say anything, you know, that is slightly attacking, you can say, um, you know, you can be clear that you're not going to engage, that you're saying, you know, I understand that this may, uh, that is, you know, a conversation that is not, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to engage in this. Whatever, you know. You can, at, any, at any point, you can say, I'm sorry, um, I'm not engaging in this conversation and I'm going to take my leave now. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I think that yeah. if you if you do that in a, you know, in a pro- very professional way, I think that we're all, uh, everybody knows that, you know, we're all, take, you know, you need to take care of yourself no matter where you are. Yeah. And she's a very good example of having to do something like that. If you want to, if, that, if that's something that, would feel good to you and your integrity to actually speak your truth? I think if she's in a place to hear it, yes. If, if, it's going, if she's in a triggered place, I don't think it's good. I don't think it's good um, for me. It would work. It. Yeah, because it will only make her more triggered. Right. So, um, you know, I'll have to use my judgment. I'll either... Of course. Use soft gloves and and you know move her to the next person or um, you know she has asked me for feedback on what what I have found challenging about working with her. So oh, um, she she has asked she has asked you that. Yeah. Oh, that's a very but good. We'll see. One. Yeah. We'll the see. the piece that is so yeah it could go either way but the one piece yeah. that is very important Deb is what is it that would be good for you. That for you to, if you had twice the courage, twice the clarity and strength, and the confidence in who you are, what would you do? I would say to her, reiterate, I think you need a different kind of helper right now than what I, what I can give you. Okay. Um, and either a coach that works more in a, in a style that's more similar to yours. Like I can imagine a coach who's like a really badass too and can just give it to her the way she dishes it out. Maybe that would work. Yeah. Um, or, or someone who would heal the brokenness that's causing the bad behaviors. Like either way, you know, just someone different than me with a different approach. Um, yeah. And if she's open to open to my feedback and my perceptions, then I will say, I'll just repeat what she said, which is, you have said many times that, you know, when you're feeling stressed, you do these three things. You intellectualize and you attack and you blah, 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 blah. And as a result, I noticed there seems very much too that you're doing a lot of the things that came up in your feedback with me. And, um, I felt that we moved from partnership to an adversarial relationship, and um, I don't work in that capacity. That's not my. That is not my. What I'm here to do. What I. What where my skill set lies. Um, and and then I don't know if I would say you know I can tell you what that feels like felt like for me specifically um, or not 
It could be an invitation. You know, you could say, I could tell you what it feels like. And she may, she yeah. may just, she may say, you know, she, she may well like whatever, you know, or she may just say, yeah, I'm, I'm interested or curious. Who knows, right? But I would say go in thinking what would happen if you had twice the courage, twice the clarity, and the confidence to do what feels right for you and for her as well, right? I think I've already done it, you know, ending the relationship, you know, explaining. um, I talked to my mentor about it, a couple of different mentors, you know, coaching people um, over the past couple of weeks, and um, I feel like I've done it. Good. Okay. Now, I'm bringing it up just because you said I feel like I could have, I would have liked to speak my truth, but I didn't, you know, I didn't have the courage or I got scared or something, so that's Um, why I'm. Well, I I didn't I don't want to actually go head to head with her because I don't that's not my philosophy. I don't want to do that. Um right. but I guess I in the what I could have done if she Okay, so if I had twice the courage and she starts attacking me again, I could say if I had the courage I could say you're doing it again right now. Perfect. That Perfect. would be that would be it. The courage to yeah. say you're in the middle of a trigger reaction right now, and I, you're attacking me, and um, you're putting our putting both of us in an adversarial relationship. Yeah. While it's happening, I could label it. That would be that's what I would do. And that is extremely powerful, both for you and for her, because it's like you're just naming it. You know. And the one thing that I want to remind you with people like that, when they start getting triggered, you can just very gently take a breath and either repeat yourself or say, you know, I'm, right now I think that um, it's no longer productive to have a conversation, uh, so I'm going to, I need to go. You know, just, you know, just remember to breathe in case things, you know, and just you can always, you can always remove uh, yourself. Yeah. I'm really glad that I never... I always responded to her with equanimity and kindness. Mm-hmm. Well, I never, I never engaged like, you know, like a shit, like a sort of shit throwing contest. You know, <laughs> I never be, um, defended myself. You know, until um, she asked me to address specific things, and I explained. You know, but anyway, right. I, I'm pleased with how I've handled it, with the exception of this one opportunity to say, I feel like right now you are doing to me what you do have done to everyone else and that's coming up in your feedback. Right. That that is a one piece that I think that that yeah. is really a golden nugget for her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how we, you know, if she would be able to hear it at that time or later, it doesn't matter, but that I think it's extremely powerful information because it's something that she may not realize. Right. So yeah, but what I am putting here is for the next to do the door exercise, the door oh, process yeah. for the moving. I would love to do that. Okay. <laughs> when do you, um, when are you available next? Uh, let me see. I have, I actually have um, a possible opening. Later today, tomorrow is booked. And if not, next would be Tuesday. Tuesday. What, at, what time Tuesday? 
Tuesday, I could do 1 or 1.30 p.m. Let's do 1 o'clock. All right. Perfect. And what am, where am I on, um, do I owe you anything? Do I, are we caught No, that would, be, that would be number one. Okay, one. okay, great. Yeah. All right, thank you. Wonderful. You're very yeah. welcome. Yeah. How are you feeling? Good, really, really good. Good, awesome, great. Okay, so take really good care, and uh, who knows what happens this weekend. Maybe somebody shows up if you, if you want to and you're open to it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe someone who lives in Northampton will show up. (laughs) Yeah, you never know. Okay. Big hug, Deb. Thanks. You too. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. You too. Bye.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.